everybody to the Stabcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Mindy. We're here for another fun-filled weekend in horror, and we're going to be talking paranormal activity. The first one. Not not all the not all the sequels and shit, but I did realize, guys, that I have to subject myself to the last one, at least, because the last one had my girl Olivia Taylor Dudley in it from Magician, and I love her, and I can't help it. What's the last one? Is it... Yeah, it's the one that just came out. We saw that one. That was the... Yeah, 2021? Yeah, the Amish one. We did that on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We did it early on, I think. Like a few years... As soon as it came you out. You know what? I think we did it before I ever watched Magician. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think that's that's why I'm not remembering it. Yeah. So, but that one... Because that one, even though there's been like 19 of these fucking things... There's that. Seven. No, there's going to be an eighth one. That's it. That's it. Eight is still a lot. But uh, I really enjoyed Next to Kin. And I remember, like, the Amish vibe and the fact that it was really like a cult and oh, it was like yeah, was demon and satanic. And... That wasn't the one with the little girl. No. There's one with the little girl. I can go Her name's Lila. Lila. Was that the ghost dimension? I don't know if I saw that Maybe. one. Maybe. I know it was. The- yeah, it is. It is? Yeah, it's the one right before it. 2015. Okay. 2015. That makes sense because then she was in Magician. Yes. That makes sense. I mean, I enjoyed, I, I, like, I remember, I kind of grew up to these movies in, in a way, like when I was, because the first one came out with 07, I was pretty young. I grew up with Blair Witch Project, you grew up with this series. Yeah, and I saw Blue, uh, Blue Witch, I saw Blair Witch, and it was great, but uh, I remember when this first came out, and like, you saw the commercials of people in the theater screaming and wanting to jump out of the theater. and shit. I hated those commercials. It's like, don't show me shit that I'm not going to do. Yeah. And uh, when it finally came out, I remember, I think it was on Netflix or something. If Netflix was around back then, I don't remember. But when it finally hit, I remember it was like, this is kind of groundbreaking. There's not really a lot like this. Found footage was kind of becoming a thing with Cloverfield and shit like that, but Blair Witch was like the standard for horror, and you didn't really see much found after footage. that for found footage. Well, no, then you have Rex. Yeah. And Rex too, which they technically are Spanish movies; they're foreign films. Yeah. But they are technically found footage, and then you also have um, you can't forget about the uh, vacancy. Right. That was a found footage, unfriended was technically an unfooted. That's after this, though. A lot of those came after Paranormal Activity. Yeah, so this really inspired a very somewhat uncharted territory genre. Yeah. For, for that. And then you got a bunch of them, right? And, and 
The first one, and it's funny because this is a whole series, and I think a lot of people say the first one was the best. I don't agree at all. No, absolutely not. The second one's my favorite. Or like the one with that Olivia, the the girl from Freaky and stuff, the one that's in that movie that we're going to talk about oh, during the four. news. That's four. Is that four? Yeah, that's four. I just watched that. Yeah, Paranormal Activity 4. I like her in that one. Uh, Is the third one, which one's the one in the Mexican family? Is that the Mark? Yeah, that's a good one. The first one's probably one of my least favorites, if we're being honest. And going back, that kind of, it really like put the stamp on that. Before we get into Paranormal Activity, though, let's do our drawing for uh, next week's episode, and then we'll get into some news. We have six movies here. I'll pick one, right? Or you'll pick. Okay. And whatever one I pick is what we're doing next week. Ready? We got Ride. All right. That's a really good thriller suspense horror movie. That is starring uh, Bella Thorne. Okay. And it's a Tubi uh, movie. Right. Um, very good. I've seen it once. Very good movie. Mm-hmm. Like it starts off with like a typical night and a guy is like a ride share process, and then like he quickly ends up being a victim. Right. To something. So I'm not going to give too much away. But if you want to see it, it is on Tubi. If you want to catch up with it. Yeah. But it was it is a very good movie. It came out a few years ago. And I really, uh, I'm excited to see it. Um, I'll check it out on Tubi this week and we'll talk about it. I think you'll really like it, honestly. I think you'll, I think you'll really like it. All right. We'll have to see. But we do have... Some horror news here. So, guys, I love each and every one of you, okay? But why on earth did all of you vote for Chucky to go to space? For those of you who didn't, thank you. For those of you who did, what the hell? (laughs) Space didn't work for Jason. What makes you think it's going to work for a doll? Yeah. He's a doll. It's worse than not that season three you got him going to the freaking doctor. <laughs> and the guy, ha- I'm serious, he held his plastic nuts and had him cough. It was like a real doctor's exam. It was so funny. Right. Like, it's just, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous what stuff they're coming up with these days. But we do have three new movies that I wanted to focus that are coming into theaters. Um, this weekend... Uh, Lisa Frankenstein is going to premiere. It is starring our girl Catherine Newton, who was also in Freaky. Yeah. We really liked her in that one. She's in the fourth one, uh, Paranormal and Activity. And she's also in the fourth Paranormal Activity. And Cole Sprouse, who is also in uh, that show Riverdale. Yes. I think. Yeah, he's the, he's the brother in the sweet life that kept acting. Not the one that went to school. And then we have Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, a dark and bloody take on Winnie. And that's going, and we are going to add two new serial killers to the mix in this movie. 
Tigger and Owl. And if you guys are wondering what you can do on Valentine's Day and whatnot, just go to the theater and watch this movie. Yeah. It'll be great. You can just get the shit out of your date. Maybe get some yiggities. Okay. It's a good time. It could. I'm trying to get anyone to go with me, but no one will. It's okay. I'll get over it. All right. Third and last one, Mickey's Mousetrap. Like a lot of people know, Mickey has, um, well, Steamboat Willie version of Mickey has been in the local Janine for a few months now. And also Disney, Disney went and removed Mickey from everything. Theme parks, all of it, he's just gone. Because they don't want to be associated with this movie. Basically, though, it's, we're going to get a slasher. And it's going to be a horror movie that is based on Mickey Mouse, but isn't Mickey Mouse. Friends are going to become a target of a serial killer who is dressed up as Mickey. And this is going to hit theaters and on uh, March 1st. Yeah. So, that's all I got. That's it. All right. And I'm excited for most of those things, even though two of them I think are going to blow. Uh, the Frankenstein movie, I'm sure, is fucking awesome because it's got two really good actors in it. And uh, honestly, I've seen like some of the scenes for it and whatnot, and like it just looks beautiful. Nowadays, it's neon, it's yeah. bright, it just looks so pretty. And she's one of those that I'll watch most stuff that she does because I find her entertaining. She's just a little actress. She does good. I mean, she's not like. Girl next door. A little bit, yeah. Oh my god, the Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's what she reminds me of. Yeah, a bit younger, but yeah. Uh, I. She was in fear, is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I don't love Cole Sprouse because he's kind of one of those hoity-toity actors that sniffs his own farts. It seems like, <laughs> but uh, he he. I He's over, I love Zach and Cody and shit, but I, I mean, Riverdale could eat my ass. I hate that fucking show. Uh, but I don't mind. I mean, he he's all right, and he he seems like he would be good in this sort of movie. Uh, so so I will definitely check it out. I've actually only ever watched one episode of Riverdale. Really? Yes, That's all I you need. I honestly. can't even hate on you. I literally didn't even see the episode where you joined the cast. That was like the second one I didn't watch. The only thing I know about that is that Billy Loomis is his dad for the first couple seasons. Skeet Ulrich is in it? Skeet Ulrich is in, in Riverdale. He's Cole Sprouse's dad. I have to ask him break my rule of not watching it. And by the way, I'm a straight man. That guy aged wonderfully. Oh, He's wow. still as handsome as he was. Man. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> but moving on. Sorry, guys. Sometimes we just, our thoughts just get carried away with us because I'm just one of those people that get easily distracted, and Daniel has ADHD, so like we just hop all over the place. Yeah, we do. All right, let's go into paranormal activity. Okay, so paranormal activity it came out in 2007, and basically it's a very subpar plot. Very slow moving. But this is one of those movies, kind of like it's fun to talk about Blood and Honey. It, the fact that, oh my God, it kind of worked a bit. Paranormal Activity is a whole different beast where it's one of those. It, this thing was filmed on $15,000. This is an independent movie that Paramount Pictures ended up buying. And uh, it made them fucking what? Almost $200 million. Yep. One, 194 So yep. it. it, uh, it 
highest grossing horror movie of 2007. So this was one of those things that was so organic. And, so, and even if it's a subpar plot, it's still – it was cutting edge for the time. It was revolutionary for the time. Now we've seen so many – like you, you named 15 of them. They all came after this. Besides Blair Witch, you didn't really have that found footage type shit that felt like real and – so in 2007, when it shot, 2009, when it comes out, it's kind of an original idea. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really, I, I do think this movie is one of those like phenomenons. Like I'm, I'm glad it exists. I got one right here. Oh yeah. Sorry guys. But uh. It's it's cool that it exists because it's not a big budget. It's not like one of those like oh it's not a franchise movie. It's not any of that. It's a little. It's like a fucking. It's a ghost story. It's a little. It's a demon movie with a low budget that ended up break like fucking turning the world on fire. Yeah. And to me, it's just whether you like the movie or not, whether you think this is the least. And as much as I like the other ones and they're all successful, this is the blueprint. This is the one that really. Uh, it got people into this shit. Yeah. This is the one that gained them an audience. And this is produced by Jason Blum, too. I think yeah. he's just done everything. Yep, it is. I think it's one of his first. I think it is one of his first. I don't even believe he had Blumhouse Productions. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, it's one of his first. It's a it's a good movie and we'll talk about it now, but uh, yeah, I I just think it's cool that it it's even like exists and that it, it was made and now it's such a franchise with eight different movies in it, mm-hmm. and it was shot on fifteen thousand dollars. So uh, going into it, we got Katie and Micah. That's our main characters. Yeah. Uh, Katie and Mika. Yes, and Mika is this dumbass douchebag with a camera who's trying to capture these kind of like paranormal experiences that they've felt uh, since he's been with his girlfriend, Katie. But Katie's fucked up, though, okay? Katie has been tormented by what's ever going on here since she was eight. She never told him. No. And they were together three years before they even moved in together. And she moved into a house with him. And then she didn't say anything until shit started going down. It's a nice house, too. Oh, it's a beautiful house. But, like, you, that's something you tell somebody. Yeah. When you move in with them. Yeah, it would be nice to let them know. I mean... Hey, I got a demon following me. I got a demon following me and everything, but, like, just so you know weird things happen around me. Some kind of warning. Because he made a very good point when he said that to her. When he said you should have told me a lot earlier. Yeah, he wasn't wrong. That's probably the only good point that dumbass made throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, he was a fucking idiot. Uh, it it's basically starts out by her fucking... Or by him just... It's like a, you're seeing how the cameras work. You're seeing how the nighttime cameras work. It's kind of like a tutorial in a video game before the creepy shit starts happening. Yeah. And it's a good way to start this, and it's a good way to get the audience familiar with the found footage like style. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the first ones to since the first one. They did a very good job of keeping the pace. 
and not letting it totally be a slow burn. They did a good job of that. Like, you know how, like, when they were sleeping, but, like, the time would, like, go forward? Yeah. Something actually happened. Yeah. That was good. That was good on their part. It was. Because I feel like if they didn't do that and we just had to look at a blank screen or them just sleeping, we would have gotten bored. Oh, a hundred percent. And you needed like, and even though I, and a lot of like, there's top 10 lists and we did our own of like least favorite characters and Mika's on like all of them. People fucking hate this guy, but them talking throughout the day and them starting out as seemingly a happy couple and him filming her walking up the stairs and commenting on her ass and stuff, doing the normal stuff like that, that a couple, a young couple like that would do, it really kind of sets it in and it kind of makes you think, oh, I'm watching a family film a little bit. You know, shit's going to go wacky, but it kind of makes you comfortable to where when shit does start going wacky and you do start seeing the door fucking sling open and drawers open and shit like that, it kind of means more and it's a little more creepy. Exactly. It's a little bit more jarring, a little bit more shocking. Yeah. You see those events actually happening. Like I remember one event, it made me walk, jump when I first watched it, but when I watched it again, it didn't have any impact on me, but um, they were in the bedroom. And all of a sudden, they hear, like, tapping, and then all of a sudden, they just hear, like, a guttural roar, like, a rawr, and, like, then, like, a boom. And it's like, oh, my God, get out of that house right now. <laughs> Leave the premises. Yeah. And, like, she has this doctor uh, who comes over to talk to her. And discuss things. He's a medium. And he basically tells them, like, it doesn't want the house. It wants her. It wants her. So, and unfortunately, you guys leaving, it's not going to help. So. Yeah. Yeah, and Mika, I mean, Mika is the typical guy who is like, oh, ghosts, that's so cool. That's the kind of vibe I get from him. Really? Well, yeah, because he even says in the bathroom to Katie, do you, what do you think you can do to make it come out and give us some action or something? Yeah. And she's like, huh? And he is like, come on, haunt it. Do something. Yeah, he talks shit to it and a couple like, times. I, well, I know, but she was telling Katie yeah. to talk shit to it. He is like, come on, make it do something. And she's like, it's not a party trick, Mika. And he is like, well, come on, make it do something. And I said, like, she just said, it's not a fucking party trick. Yeah. She doesn't want to summon the demon inside of her. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. And, like, he would get giddy every time something, like, weird and bad would happen. And, like, I remember the one time she was screaming at the top of her lungs. And it ended up being over a spider. But as a girl, I can totally relate. Mm-hmm. That thing looked like a little baby tarantula. Yeah, it was scary. Oh, my gosh. It's creepy. And, um... This motherfucker, he runs back to grab the camera first. Yeah. She is screaming for her life. And he runs back to grab the camera to see what she's screaming at. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Why would you grab? And she even said, did you really grab the camera before you, before you came in? And he was like, yeah. 
I thought it was something serious. But it's like, no. She would have, she could have died in that amount of time. She could have died. Like, there's no reason for you to bring the freaking gear. I don't know. I just, I'm not a Mika supporter. No one's a Mika supporter because he doesn't listen to her the whole time. And listen, is she at fault? Yes. If you're being traumatized and followed by a demon, and if you go on to see the next two movies, it's not like a little thing, right? You, you know, it ends up fucking your sister over and her family, and it, you, you, isn't the third one about it's the, like the origin and it's them yeah, as little the girls? Kid, yeah. And their, and their dad starts. Stuff out. And he uses the camcorder with the girls. Yeah. And um, it's around the age that Katie said that they were when um, Toby came into the mix. Yeah. Now, so so, as you know, none of those movies go well. So it's kind of fucked up, even though I'm sure they didn't have that plan. To, to I didn't think that they probably knew that they would have to draw this out for two more movies or whatever. But she's had this shit for a while. You might want to let the guy know that it's like, hey, it's a, it's not just a little thing. <laughs> you know, it's not just a little itsy bitsy. We're kind of fucked here. Uh, so. But he goes out of his way. Like, when she's like, if she tells him something, he does the opposite. If she's like, like, dude, don't do the Ouija board. For the love of God, just don't do the fucking Ouija board. Yeah, what does he say? He's just a typical guy answer. He goes, I will not buy a Ouija board. And then he walks in with one and goes, oh, I didn't buy it. I borrowed it. So technically, I kept my promise. No! Yeah. He said, don't fuck with the thing. Yeah, and he just kept poking and fucking with the thing. And then it, it ended up getting too bad. Uh, what is one of your standout scenes? Because I don't want to just go over the whole movie. Uh, me, the baby powder thing's pretty scary. As somebody that suffers from sleepwalking, sleep talking, all that, that, all that stuff, my scene would have to be the one where she gets up and she just stands there for a while and then she goes downstairs and he finds her outside. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, like, my fiancé was watching it with me. He was like, oh, wow, it looks like you. And it's like, yeah, like, because I relate on that, honestly. That's a very relatable thing for me. Yeah. So that kind of creeped me out because it's like, oh, my God, the demon actually has control of her body at this point. Yeah. And he really, he really did. And uh, I also the part when she gets dragged out of the room, <laughs> that, that was a her, yeah. yeah, that was a big one. That's because I thought that might have been the ending. You know, mm-hmm. it, it ended up not being it. But this feel it felt, and I think the best thing going for it is it does not feel like an acted movie. It feels real. No matter what you want to see about Micah, how much he's a dick, or you want to say about Katie, the actors did a good job at making it feel like this is a home movie and shit's just going crazy for real. And, and it's genuine reactions. It's genuine feelings. No, oh, and I liked the part where they showed that the demon was actually taking, like, light force out of her. Yeah. But it chomped into her. Yeah. But No, but, I, I, yeah, that was a creepy scene, too. But I will say that it, it the whole thing felt very real, and it, it didn't feel 
like a Hollywood movie, which I think is to the movie's benefit. Absolutely. With found footage, you kind of, unfortunately, Cloverfield kind of suffered from this. With found footage, you kind of either have two ways to go, either big budget or small budget. Yeah. And they went with small budget, and it definitely worked out in their favor. 100%. Using practical effects and stuff like that. Yeah. They did an amazing job. So, I mean, as much as we harp on the movie and say that it's not very good and whatnot, you still got to give credit where credit's due. You have to. I mean, they've literally lived with that demon for like two months. So, I mean, and that, and that, oh my gosh, one of the creepiest ones is they hear a bunch of like knocking, well, actually, it's the footsteps scene that Daniel was talking about. They follow the powder and it leads up to the freaking attic and they look up and the attic's like open. Yeah. The ceiling tiles moved. So Mika goes and grabs the letter and goes on it and whatnot. It was going on. And there's a picture of eight-year-old Katie that's burnt that's somehow in their attic. Yeah. And she's like, that picture shouldn't even exist. That picture should have died in the fire. Like, <laughs> every everything died in the fire. Yeah, and that was fucked. That was really, really fucked up. Yeah, and that's when it was really ramping up. And when you get to a climax, like the one we get to at the end, where now this thing has three different endings technically. The one we saw in theaters, the one that originally by the director Oren what Oren Oren Pelly that got scrapped, or the the like alternate one, which is my favorite. You, the alternate one that was still filmed at Paramount, but I think they thought it was a little too fucked up, was, you know how the ending, and it's, the the body flies out, and then she goes up to the camera, and then just jumps at it? Yeah. Instead of jumping at it, and like, making the like, like scary face, like she's a demon now, mm-hmm. Katie slits her throat. She slits her own throat. So it's implied she, the Micah's body still gets hurled. She still runs up to the camera, but then she grabs a knife and slits her own throat in front of the camera and then collapses. I think they thought that was a little too fucked up. The original ending by the director was her friend Amber coming in uh, and finding Micah's dead body. And, and then the cops coming in and finding like uh, possessed Katie. And then she like snaps out of it and starts to panic. And then they shoot her in the face. That- of yeah, and it's a little too contrived. I think what we got was nice and simple. And also, I feel like if they had added that into the ending, it would have been way too long. We would be sitting here complaining about the links. Yeah. Because, unfortunately, some horror movies do run too long. I mean, I'm all for a good 90 minutes horror movie but once you start and once you start entering past like the 100 minute thing it's like uh what the hell rip it the fuck up yeah like let's let's get it going here i agree and all but also my thing is uh i really like 
that they had in the original, they had an in memory of Micah and Katie. And that just kind of goes to putting it to like, oh, this is real. Even though you know it's not, it's a nice touch. They could have still done that. That's the fact that they don't do any credit. Yeah, and it's just that. Yeah, it's just that for like a minute and a half. It's just right. a blank screen. Shit's crazy. Uh, what do you think of this movie, Mindy? When, so when I first saw it, I would have given it an 8.5. Uh-huh. But now going over it as a critique and whatnot, I would say it would probably be a solid 6.5. A solid 6.5. Now, it's hard because I feel like if we were judging this on impact, it would be a 10, right? Because it, it had a huge impact on cinema, on horror, on all kinds of shit. It showed you that a low-budge, direct, uh, like a uh, found footage horror film could fucking destroy. And it that's only been done one other time. And the one other time was 10 years before this. So it was nice. The impact was huge. The movie as a whole, when you go back, after you've seen all of them, after you, we've seen how many fucking horror movies that we've seen, Going back and watching it, it can come across as a bit underwhelming, and the scares don't hit as much as when they did at first. Uh, that's the only thing going against it. I think if it was the first time watch, it's still an incredible movie, but it's not. So I'm gonna have I'll up, I'll up it to a seven for the originality because okay. I feel like there's a lot of originality around it. Oh, and have it. Yeah, it was the first one. You got to give something to the first, and it launched a franchise. Yeah. And uh, it's not like The Purge, where The Purge was sh- the first Purge movie was shitty and the franchise got better and better and better. Even though we like some of the movies better, this movie is still an un- unequivocally like pretty good movie. It scared a lot of people when it first came out. Yeah. So, uh, and that's the job of these things. So at the end of the day, I'll give it a seven. I I, I thought it was acted well. I thought the the scares were were good enough and and they were really frightening and yeah. Everything I I enjoyed the movie. It's not a I want to watch it every day type movie. It's maybe I'll come a, like in five more years. Maybe I'll watch it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's out of sight, out of mind. But I I did I did enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely have to agree with Daniel. Um, I did enjoy it. It I mean it didn't put me to sleep. So that's a big one. <laughs> All right, uh, so we're doing Ride next week. Yep. You got anything else for the good people, Mindy? I don't believe I do. I believe I just got a big old hoodie hoo. Hoodie hoo, this was a lot of fun, and we'll see everybody next time. Okie dokie. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>